Good evening, everybody. Welcome along to another VCO Esports Studio. And once again, we're on the subject of Le Mans Virtual because we've seen the first round of the brand new championship happening last weekend. And probably unsurprisingly to those of you that are watching, uh, Team Redline taking the victory. So we picked out the very best of the drivers who took part. And of course, one of the main men to stick out was Danny Yukudella because not only has Danny won so much in the real world, but also taking victory in that last stint in the virtual one. Uh, Danny, uh, how are you feeling after a Team Redline victory? <laughs> well, it obviously feels great. Uh, like you said, uh, Team Redline, we are, we are used to winning. Uh, we like winning. We, we compete for this, and this is essentially the reason why I joined the team in the first place. And it feels great, you know. First event, first event of the of this uh, Le Mans virtual series, and already took part last year in the in the 24-hour virtual race, which was a. I was not yet with Redline with um, AAA at the time, and uh, was a cool event. So I never thought twice about joining when uh, when Atze Kerkhoff proposed me to to do the series with them this year, and uh, it's been great. It's been a really good start for sure. Just how much preparation went into the first round of the championship, knowing that, uh, okay, you might have experience on RF2, but uh, ultimately everything kind of slightly feels different in the championship itself. Well, I got to say the team did huge preparations for it. Um, I unfortunately didn't have the time, didn't have enough time to, to prepare it at the beginning because I've been uh, away from home since pretty much March. Um, I live in Dublin, that's where I have my simulator and during the race season I'm spending most of my time traveling or in Spain because uh, it's easier to travel from there to the races at the moment. But uh, I arrived here on Monday and since Monday I've been flat out on it. So like I didn't have as many days as I had wanted to prepare but the days I had I have to say I really used them. Like I spent so many hours driving and driving and driving and getting laps in. At the beginning, like on Monday, Tuesday, I was like one second off my teammates and I was a bit worried, but uh, I eventually got there. And uh, now I think I can have a little bit better time to prepare for the next one. So we're coming even stronger. So was that preparation just you pounding around laps on your own or did you have a, a schedule to adhere to from Team Redline working on setup and, and trying to make you comfortable in the car as well as your uh, teammates? Well, for sure, they helped a lot um, with data analysis. That's one of the key things, I think, to learn the different uh, tricks from the cars, like uh, how you should be driving every car. And I had the experience last year from the GT in, in Le Mans, but I didn't have much LMP2 experience in R Factor 2, so I I really needed that uh, data analysis compared to my teammates to to learn the, the basic stuff, so they, they did help a lot, of course. Luckily, you know, the setup was pretty much decided already, like they've been working for a couple of weeks already on, on the setup, so the race setup was fixed, and we didn't really change much, we just adjusted a couple of things. Um, and uh, quality was didn't have to be a focus because uh, Jeffrey was going to do it in the first place already. So I just focused on getting my driving up to the standards that need to be for for that race. And and uh, of course they, they they were obviously always helpful. And there was a always an organization on it. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't just go and and do laps around the track. I I always did it with the 
with an intention, with like a, an analysis behind, and um, that's how professional it is right now. Like I gotta say, sim racing is is pretty incredible, and I've been six months away from it, and I really missed it. And I think it it gives you a lot of positive things for your real racing career as well. And you must have been very happy with your performance in that last stint because ultimately you had two greats of the RF2 world hunting you down uh, and you are the real world driver of that team. You weren't, you know, so you were participating perhaps in a stint that was not necessarily fair, but you held them off. Yeah, it was great. I think that the strategy was perfect from the team. We we executed it perfectly. We also had a really smooth race. I gotta say, like some some teams had some rough moments, like the ROG car with Gordy um, Mucci had a he had a spin and and then his his race went went just just completely as they didn't expect. And Erhan did an amazing opening stint, so they they would have been really hard to beat. I I gotta say. But our race was very smooth, and pretty much most of the real race drivers took took part in the second half of the not sorry in the in the second third of the race. Um, mm. So that's when um, Jeffrey and Michal, my teammates, took took over, and they they used that to to overtake and be on the lead. And I think pretty much many or many people expected that the sim racers would hunt me down at the end of the race, but it wasn't the case. So that was obviously very satisfying from my side, but I knew I had done the preparation to to be in that position and to, to manage to hold them back. Uh, so ultimately, I got to say it was, I had the easiest job from my teammates because I just had to keep it in, in, the, in place and uh, try to maintain that lead that we had uh, over, over our competitors. And it, it, it went really well. So pretty happy with that for sure. I was surprised um, doing my little bit of research uh, before today that uh, you've never taken part at the Le Mans 24 hours. Have you got any LMP2 spirit experience <laughs> from the real world at all? Yeah, unfortunately, not as much as I'd like to. I've only done one race in LMP2 in my career, which was the, the Daytona 24 hours in 2018. Ah, yeah. With uh, Jota together with Lance Stroll, uh, Felix Rosenquist and Robin French. And that was my only race. Um, and I've been trying to, I haven't tried hard to get into an LMP2 seat for Le Mans and so on, but I, I've always wanted to, uh, but unfortunately, Many teams um, are bothered by the fact that I don't have the experience in LMP2, which, to be fair, I think is just, it's just, it doesn't really make much sense. Like you can see nowadays, we adapt really quickly to anything, and we are professionals. So, uh, but yeah, in the, they choose before the guys that have experience in LMP2, which is also fair enough. But I think I'm ready for it, so uh, I'm trying to get that seat one day. Um, Obviously now my commitment is with with Mercedes AMG in DTM GT3 mostly, but um, I'd love to to do Le Mans one day. And with that commitment uh, in uh, GT3 in the uh, Fanatec GT World Challenge, you also have this slightly strange situation where you're scoring real world points for the team's championship in a virtual world and those races that take part in the Fanatec arena, which of course I know quite well because I'm there with you. Um, how has that been as an experience for you and how has that differed from what you know from virtual racing? Because you are such a, a big advocate for the sport. I really like most of it. 
uh, I like the fact that they are doing it on the race on a race weekend with a esports arena, sort of esports arena. I think it's it's just great to make it look like come closer to real racing and basically merge both kind of competitions, and that's that's a great fact. I didn't really like the the timetable sometimes because we used to have the have the esports race a couple of hours before the real race, and I had the experience. Remember, it was Paul Ricard, where I had a big headache during the the real race because I was a little bit dehydrated from the from the esports event. So that was uh, not ideal, I would say. But other than that, I don't see any downside to it. I think it's great. I think the fact that it's uh, counting for the team championship is fair enough. I don't think for the for the drivers championship would be fair because we are all coming from different sim racing backgrounds, different experiences. We probably not all have the same, um, yeah. Like I say, preparation, experience, and time to prepare it. So um, that wouldn't be fair enough, but. In order to make it a bit more professional, to have it the way it is, with uh, some points for the team's championships, I think it's, I think that's more than enough. Um, and yeah, I think it's just going to keep growing the way it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's here to stay, from what I understand. It's not going away for the next couple of years, and and it does seem as though in the silver cup, the uh, the second category that it might have an effect on the team's championship. There's such a close difference between the the two teams. Although in the pro category that you've been taking part in, it is already sealed um, with Arthur Rougier taking victory. Now um, that is on ACC RF2 for Le Mans Virtual. You do a huge amount of racing in i racing as well. So you've got a and you're a real world driver. So you've got a great way of uh, explaining kind of the differences and. Which one is more realistic? Is it just a, a feeling per driver? Is it Does it depend on the hardware that you're feeling each particular platform with? Or what are your kind of opinions on that as, as we all strive to be as realistic as possible? I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, hardware plays a big role, for sure. And um, I think depending on, on which um, software you're using, like if, you're not, if you want to get... Um, a good um, user experience in games like Assetto Corsa, not not Assetto Corsa competition, but Assetto Corsa, with basically any decent hardware you can you can get around it. Uh, on iRacing, for example, I feel the hardware plays a big role, especially the pedals, because it's very sensitive on the physics with the braking and and so on. And um, I think physics-wise, uh, our factor is probably. The best platform for me right now. iRacing is getting closer and closer. They are doing really good steps in many many areas. And I think what iRacing is on top of the game is on the user experience, like racing experience, competition experience. It's I think it's uh, the way they did it with the, with the ratings, with the licenses, and the competition. The way the daily competitions are done, the servers, everything is just great. Um, of course there is still some uh, room to to improve on the netcode kind of things with the connection from different continents and and so on but uh, i really enjoy the experience of racing daily for example on iRacing i think our factor um, still needs to improve some areas on the server side which is pretty clear i mean the last couple of years a few things happened but also like uh, i think 
all the platforms can live with each other and most of them are I'm talking more about R-Factor and iRacing because it's the ones I used. Uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione, I only started this year because of the Fanatec GT World Challenge um, series, but um, I see a big potential in most of them. And it's it's cool that, that you can have different environments and you can basically play in, in the one you prefer. How much have you needed to prepare for... ACC, therefore, when you've been uh, back at home, as you say, you haven't been home very often. But uh, do you think that some of the other competitors have been thrashing out lots of laps to get themselves up to sp speed, um, considering how the performances of various drivers have changed in the series? Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, many people have tried to get in contact with sim racing teams, sim racing drivers to to help them with the setups with improving their driving, the little tricks. And that's the thing, you know, with the different platforms that something that works for iRacing setup wise or driving wise might not work for ACC or for R Factor 2 or whatever. So as always a big learning curve in this in this kind of series. And I, I did struggle in the beginning also in ACC, like I wasn't really sure. Uh, I remember the first race in Mons. I think I was super quick. I felt I had an edge over Arthur Ruggier during the race. And I remember spending the whole race behind him thinking, okay, I'm just going to save fuel and tires like I would do on iRacing. And I'm going to pass him towards the end and I'm going to fly off and win. And I spent, I think, like 18 laps behind him saving fuel. And in the end, I realized I, was on, I only saved um, like 0 0.2 liters, which is absurd. Like it's nothing because basically I was just lift and coasting like I would do on iRacing, but it was not saving me anything. So I realized, okay, in ACC, you actually need to change the engine map to, to save fuel. And I just had no idea. So these kind of things are things you need to learn and take some time for, for learning or for knowing where, where do you need to look at. And it's interesting for me because so many of the people competing in that, in all of these uh, high profile championships do have effectively these days work support. If you look at uh, the BMW uh, in the only BMW in the uh, Fanatec Pro Series, they have work support from the BMW sim racing team. There's a huge BMW uh, Porsche sim racing team across all the different platforms these days, thanks to the partnership with Coanda and Aichan Juven. But Mercedes, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it doesn't seem like Mercedes have any kind of influence across the uh, different platforms, except for, of course, where they're forced to in Formula One. Is, is that correct? That was correct, but uh, okay. has recently just changed, or it's in its way to changing. Um, Jan Seifert, who was a racing driver in the past and turned into yep. kind of a photographer for AMG and doing some social media stuff for them. Is now the head of uh, esports area in Mercedes AMG. So, and he's trying to really push it forward. Um, basically in the future with new um, Mercedes um, AMG cars in iRacing, for example. And he's uh, just pushing the platforms a lot more and pushing the esports side of things in in within the brand um, a lot more so we're going to see much more of that it's just very recent that's why you probably didn't know or many people don't know but it's coming as well yeah we saw that press release the other day 
um, about uh, Mercedes and iRacing. Um, and actually, Jan was racing where I was last weekend in Monza, so I, I did see and say hello to him. Um, is that going to be a help for you? Because ultimately, I guess you haven't really got anybody to lean on too much, or have you been reaching out into the community and, and trying to gain some insight from some of the people that you know? Well, for sure, it it will help. Um, to be honest, for this year for ACC, I'm not doing anymore because I'm missing yeah. the race in Barcelona since it's clashing with uh, Norris Ring DTM and that one has priority for me in my contract right now. So so I'm not going to be doing any more ACC competitions this year, uh, but obviously that's going to help. At the moment, I'm relying on on myself and um, on Team Redline, of course. Team Redline is not officially involved in it with, with myself or the team, but I know the guys very well and they give me a hand every now and then with, with little stuff like I can always ask and, and get some, some help. I tried to, to make a deal with them and the team at the beginning of the season, but uh, it was already late, it was already after Monza and looking into into the next couple of years, I'm sure this is the way to go for the, for the real teams to just uh, find someone that has the experience. So basically a sim racing team. It's basically like, for example, we've done for Air Factor 2 with uh, with the Le Mans Virtual. It's, my team is Team Redline with uh, real real team uh, Hydrogen, which is the Swiss team participating in LMP2. And basically they, they made a deal with Redline, which makes absolute sense. And where did this sim racing um, obsession, is that the right word, uh, come from for you? Mm -hmm. Because... I mean, I remember commentating on you in F3 Euro Series where you were champion. You moved up into Formula One as a test driver for Williams and for Force India. I was working at Force India when you were there as well. Was that because the test driving required so much sim time that you ended up being dragged into this world? Or were you interested from the very beginning and when you were karting back in the day? Yeah, I was interested from very early days, I have to say, from 2007. So that's when I was 16 years old and I had recently started with karting because I started racing when I was 13. So, um, okay. it was back in the day with race, race 07 was the, the platform Yeah. and race, uh, yeah, it was called GTR evolution as well. Um, which is basically now what would be, uh, how's it called? Uh, what's the other platform? <laughs> I'm missing the name. The one that has actually race DTM. Room. Yeah, race room. So yeah. basically, I I started there, and I even have a picture with like I have, I have just my steering wheel on a table and pedals on the ground with just a, a normal chair. So in the beginning, it was just for fun with some of my mates in karting, which is to race online. Um, yeah, back at the time, uh, we were just just racing public races, doing all sort of things, and. Uh, that's where I, I got interested, but then I had a kind of a break until 2016, 17, where I got interested again. Uh, I started building my own proper simulator and I started competing on iRacing a little bit. And that was already in 18. And since then, I just got really, really interested, of course. And when the when lockdown came with COVID-19, that was a, like, you, like, you know, I mean, it was a good time for, for Steam Racing to, to get more and more involved in it and I didn't have a racing season into 2020 because uh, Aston Martin dropped the program in DTM so spent it racing online and that's 
that's where the interest came from. And the um, uh, and in that interim period where you had a break from from sim racing, presumably there was a lot of uh, using sims for test driver. I don't think Force India had a particularly good one at that time, if I remember. No. But you were also <laughs> test driver for Mercedes, right? So you, you were using them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Not for myself. Basically, I had a contract with with Mercedes as a sim driver, and I I went to practically a lot to to do a lot of uh, yeah race um, shadowing and uh, helping them with with their simulator. I was very interested in it. I was also doing very good because I really really enjoyed it. Really liked it. They had a very advanced simulator for sure. Force India had a much more simpler one. Um, which was good enough to yeah. learn trucks, learn learn basic stuff. But um, I did do a lot with Mercedes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome to talk to you. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And as, is, as I said at the start of the show, you're very much one of those drivers that are as prolific in the virtual world as you are in the real world. So uh, certainly very much uh, of value here at the VCO Esports Studio. Yeah, thanks, Ben. It's, it's always cool to share a bit of my experiences. Have a good rest of the season in the real and the virtual world. We'll be keeping up to date with how you get on in Le Mans virtual. And of course, the 24 hour race, the second time you get a chance to do it virtually. And hopefully in 2022, you get a chance to do it uh, in the real world. Um, Danny Yucadella, great to chat with you. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. And that's it for another VCO Esports Studio. Hopefully a new office next week as we go into the 61st edition uh, of our studio. I don't know who the guest will be. I don't even know really what's happening this weekend uh, to find a guest, but uh, we'll be on the hunt and make sure it's someone equally as impressive and interesting from the esports world as always. Until then, keep up to date with all of what's happening on VCO on our various social channels. And most importantly, enjoy your sim racing. Bye-bye.